Live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. You got to score points to win. You can't win without scoring points. Touchdown Raiders! He went right through the line and gives Vegas a touchdown to extend the lead. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. And after being away for a day, out of the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, was out for the Aces Media Day on Monday as we started off the week. We're back in the Finley Cadillac Studio, Cadillac Performance Studio, excuse me, for the next three hours. Demon Cotton and your boy Q here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Super pumped up and excited, fired up about the show that we have for you this afternoon. Excited about the guests that we have coming up on the show today. And of course, really excited about one of the topics that we have to talk about and one of the guests that we're going to talk with about this particular topic, and that is Devontae Adams. Of course, Devontae Adams' name has been in uh, all over the Internet today, all over Twitter today because of the article that was written on The Ringer, and it was a really good piece put out on The Ringer by Mirren Fader. She did a fantastic job. She's a hell of a writer, has done a, a really good book on Giannis, the Greek freak. She's a New York's bestseller author. I mean, she does fantastic work for The Ringer. She's been doing it for a very long time. She put out a really good piece on Devontae Adams, and I heard the morning tailgate this morning talking just a little bit about it towards the end of the show. Started catching some steam on Twitter, and a lot of people were talking about it. The piece is called Devontae Adams and the Race Against Time. So that's been a hot topic all day long amongst Raider fans. Raider Nation, I've had plenty of people hit me up on Twitter. What's going on, Q? What's Is there something to be worried about? Is Devontae not happy? This, that, and the other. Look, I read the whole article on The Ringer, and I think I read it about three times. Uh, I encouraged Damon earlier today to read it about two or three times just because there are certain times when you start reading things and maybe someone distracts you, you might miss something. So I like to go over some pieces, and I like to go over them multiple times. So I read the piece that she put out, and I thought it was fantastic work. And I think that there's plenty of things that he said in that article that she quoted that kind of give you a little bit of behind the scenes of who Devontae the man is, who Devontae the football player is, and what some of his aspirations are. Uh, But at no means and at no time did I read that article and think Devontae Adams doesn't want to be a member of the Silver and Black. So I'll just go ahead and say that off top of the show, but I'll let her give her impact and her thoughts on on the conversation that she had with Devontae. And as she told me that uh, Devontae is such a, a nice young dude and she enjoyed the conversation with him and, and really had a lot of takeaways. So we will be talking to her today on the show. So I'm excited about that. And Devontae Adams is going to be one of the conversation pieces that we have throughout the course of the show. But coming up as far as guests, Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas. He'll start us out at 2.30. He'll talk all things Raiders, talk about what could be coming up for training camp, could talk about the wide receiver room, could talk about Devontae Adams, also talk about the schedule. We haven't talked to him since the schedule dropped. He's been uh, covering VGK a lot, going up to Edmonton, coming back, going back to Edmonton, coming back. So we'll get a little bit of up, up, you know, a little update on the VGK Golden Knights uh, as they get ready to get their uh, Western Conference Finals going against the Dallas Stars, which is awesome. There's a nice little storyline built in there. So we'll, uh, we'll talk to Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas and the RJ coming up at 2.30. Every single Tuesday at, uh, at 3 o'clock, we have John McClain from thegallerysports.com and Sports Radio 610 in Houston. He'll just talk on all things NFL. And I think that today we'll really focus in on Peacock. We'll focus in on the streaming services. And one of the questions that I have for him, and this is a legit question. I've heard this thrown out there multiple times. And, Damon, I'll even ask you the question. Do you think that there's a time, and I'm not saying it's going to happen anytime soon, but do you think there's a day and time when NFL games are on pay-per-view? 
I think the thing that we would see closest to that would be the Super Bowl maybe being pay-per-view. I don't know. I think that we would see that closer than just a regular Week 5 game. Doesn't it feel criminal if they were to do something like that? Yes, it does. Like I said, for a regular season Week 5 game, that would be criminal. But I could see a model being in place for the Super Bowl where it, it like that pay-per-view model would make sense because it is the biggest game of the year. Well, I don't know. They've got Thursday night t- uh, you know, games that are on streaming services. Now they've got a wild card game on a streaming service. I mean, there's look, the NFL has shown us one thing, that if they can make money on it, they're willing to do it. And I just wonder, I wonder what the appetite would be for pay-per-view NFL games. Like, I'm trying to take myself into consideration here, and as much as I love NFL games – and I guess that we're in a good position since we get to cover the Raiders all the time that I don't really have the same time that I used to have to sit at the house and, and watch the Sunday ticket, which was when I had it was the best thing ever, right? I mean, it was, it was like my highlight of the day is being able to get up and watch Sunday ticket, and, and it was worth the money to, to spend with DirecTV. But I do wonder, if, if and like I said, I don't think it'd be anytime soon, but I wonder if there ever comes a day and time when football games, NFL games are on pay-per-view, and what the reaction to that would be, and if they would still be paid for, like like the NFL expects everything to be paid for that they want to roll out there. They just they they don't care about anything except for, we're going to roll out a game and you're going to watch it. it. Man, it's so hard to believe that they would be able to do that. I guess we would have to see what that next TV contract would be looking right. like. Because as we all know, that ratings are always down except for the NFL. <laughs> when right. all other TV, the ratings are down, the NFL... Are not they're not affected by that at no, all. No, no, not at all. It, it doesn't matter what people say when they come out and say, "Oh, we're not going to watch the game anymore." It's not this. It's not that. I'm going to not watch this team. This okay. Somebody is watching at all times because every single time that a a, a a game comes out, you see the ratings numbers and how incredible they are each and every time. So yeah, that's one of the conversations that we'll talk to John McClain about. We'll talk about veterans that aren't signed right now. You know, some of the bigger names like the Zeke Elliott, like the Ndamukong Sue, uh, like the Jadavion Clowney, you know, and I, I think that those guys mainly will probably start signing during training camp, maybe a little bit towards the end of training camp, but I want to get John's thoughts on that as well. So we'll talk some veterans that are out there right now remaining free agency, and we'll also talk streaming services with John McClain, all things NFL at 3 o'clock here on Radio Nation Radio 920 Necessary Roughness. Then as promised, Miran Fader from The Ringer. She's going to join us at 3.30. And again, the piece that she put out was fantastic. Devontae Adams and the race against time. A trade to Las Vegas last year gave the all-pro receiver the fresh start and individual validation he needed. But now he's 30 and trying to chase a championship without the only quarterbacks he's ever known. That, to me, was pretty interesting. And it's not that I didn't know that already, but just that headline made you realize, like, oh, yeah, that's right. He had Derek Carr in college, had Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, and Derek Carr here in Vegas, and then obviously, you know, uh, Jared Stidham for the last couple games. But that's funny. I mean, (laughs) this is new territory for Devontae Adams, who's been in the league for quite a while now. The only quarterbacks he knows, he's not playing with. And then also there where it's, you know, that race against time, he's only 30. And then there's also a piece in uh, in the article about how all the other all-pro receivers, it's him and Tyreek Hill, and they're the old guys. And you just wouldn't think about it because I still think that he's got so much left in the tank. But that race against time, it's real because 30, that more, that NFL mortality, it's coming up on him fast. It's coming up. It's coming up. I think he's got plenty left in the tank. But, I mean, it's it's his words, not ours, right, when he's talking about the race against time. So uh, that is interesting part of the the article. And, again, I definitely encourage you to to go read it, right? I mean, look, we're going to do a great interview with her. This might go 20, 25, 30 minutes for all I know. Like, I, I have no – 
I, I'm not stopping. Like, if it's going and it's going really well like I expect it to, I'm just going to keep it rolling. Uh, it doesn't make any difference to me because I'm so uh, intrigued by this conversation. I'm intrigued by this article, and I know how great of an author she is, so I know that we're going to get some really good insights. So I'm so excited about this piece. Uh, but I do think that it won't do it the justice that, that it needs to be done unless you read it. Now, you can read it later. I'm not saying you have to read it right now. But at some point, make an appointment to sit down and, and give yourself – you know, 20, 25, 30 minutes and just read it because you might want to read it twice before, you know, you come to your your, your overall assessment of it. Because, like I said, really a good piece. And so anytime I come around something or come across something like this, I really want to make sure I take my time with it. And I was feverishly working this morning from about, I mean, I'll be honest with you, probably about 7.15 this morning till I arrived here at the radio station, which was about 9-something. I mean, I was like... Every, every outlet that I knew and every way I knew to get a hold of Mirren, I was using. I was exhausting. And finally, when I pulled into the parking lot, it was so funny. It was one of those uh, sense of accomplishments because when I'm driving, I have my phone plugged into Apple Play. So the only thing that pops up on my phone or on my, in, in my car is text messages. So whenever I get emails on my phone or whenever I get tweets or direct messages and stuff like that, I don't get that notice until I unplug my phone and I'm you know, and I'm walking into the building or, or whatever, wherever the case may be, basically once the car is stopped, which is, by the way, safe driving. So make sure that you do that because there's too many people I cross every day, Damon, on the road that's just their face is buried in their phone. I'm like, how the hell do you even see what you're doing? And then they cut me off and I realize, oh, you don't. Never mind. <laughs> you don't see what you're doing. So anyway, uh, when I pulled up to the radio station and I'm, I'm getting out of the car, I unplug my phone, and that's when I have like four or five notifications, and it's her reaching out saying how excited she is to join the show. And I was like, a sense of accomplishment. Like, today's going to be a good day. Like Ice Cube said, today was a good day. Like, he got a, a beat from Kim and all night, right? Like, that's how I felt. I got a beat from Mirren, and she could talk all night. You know what I mean? Like, I was good. I was good. So that, that got me pretty excited to, to know that that was going to uh, be featured on the show today and she was going to be a feature on the show. So that's coming up at 3.30. Then also, because we've been doing this for a while now, we got to definitely pay attention to the NBA playoffs. The Western Conference Finals get started tonight. The Denver Nuggets are six-point favorites right now against the L.A. Lakers. The Nuggets are really good at home, really good at home. So Trevor Lane, LakersNation.com, he's joined us for every round. He joined us during the, the, the Grizzlies, right right before the Grizzlies series. I didn't think Memphis was going to lose to L.A. They did. They, he joined us during the Warriors series. Thought because I'm a fan of the Warriors, the Warriors might find a way to pull it off. They didn't. Now here you go, round three. I didn't think the Lakers were going to get out of the play-in tournament. They did. And here they are with an opportunity to not only go into Denver in the Western Conference Finals but punch their ticket, you know, obviously throughout the series to the finals, which is unbelievable because I just wouldn't think that that's what the position they'd be in right now. But here we go. So we'll talk all things Denver Nuggets and uh, Lakers with Trevor Lane from LakersNations.com. And I don't know about you, Damon. I don't even want to bring up your guy. I don't even want to bring up John Morant because I feel like he's been getting drugged so much mm-hmm. with all his antics. But someone need to talk to that young man. Like his father's always present. He's always present there at the games and letting everybody know he's John Morant's daddy. Well, how about he let John Morant know that he's his daddy? And get him under a little bit of control. Just saying. It's it's a real it's it's such a tricky issue. It's not eat. a tricky issue. It's well, not at all. No, stop. I do, stop. No, I do stop. Think it no, is. stop. 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 Okay. It's not tricky at all. I, okay. It's not tricky at all, Damon. If you were driving around in your car right now, out on the strip, and you're waving a gun, you know what I'm gonna tell you? Damon, you're out of your damn mind. Chill out. Yeah. That's what it's not tricky at all. It's a problem. 
It's a problem. Let, come on, don't let your fandom fool you. You it didn't let me finish. No, no, it's not a tricky situation. There's nothing tricky about John Morant waving guns around and acting a fool. It's not tricky. It's a problem for him. You didn't let me finish. I was going to say because he has a problem. No, but the, you, what you I said mean, it's tricky, and yeah, I was like, there's I, nothing what I'm tricky saying, about what I'm, it. What I'm saying is because it's so like where everybody it's judge and, and executioner. No, with, I, but I'm saying that I think that he needs some actual help. That his his but three it's, days. It's stint, not tricky about it though. It's nothing. Okay, tricky. well I used the wrong word tricky. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry tricky. I used. The, I'm sorry. I use the word tricky, hey, look, but we're on you, the same well, page. No, because you've you've you you'll try to close your eyes to a lot of situations and be like, oh well, he's misunderstood, or you know what I mean? Because you like, yes, try, I try do to, think that there's some goof. deeper issues here. I'm not trying to be funny. I, got I do you. think well, that there are some glad. deeper issues I'm with glad, John Morant. I was very concerned that you were trying to be funny. About. Oh, I'm like, not trying oh, to be no. funny at all. Okay, there are some deeper issues that need to be addressed okay, with good. John Morant that I don't think that it's as easy as to say, okay, put the gun down. Yes, there are some issues where. Obviously, people were getting on Vinny yesterday. I was reading the text line, and I had a call with Vinny about this, where the the gun conversation about who's able to, you know, present their guns how they want to, that's a conversation that can be had another day. And there is something to be said about who people deem as acceptable. Or that's okay for the way they carry their it's guns. It's not the gun. But, but, it's the action with the gun yes. and doing everything he's doing. That's But the I'm problem. saying that that conversation is for another day. You could have a gun. Everybody could have yeah, a gun. I don't care. I do own guns, but I think that that's a conversation for another day. Right. When it comes to John Morant, I think that the conversation needs to be strictly on John Morant and what's going on with him mentally? And I don't. I know it's like it's that catch-all mental health. But I think that someone really needs to have a conversation with that young man and say, "What's really going on with you? Do you just think that this is fun? Is this your way of stress relief of some sort?" Where I <laughs> no, I, I don't know. It but it's like be, no, it's it one of those be. things. I don't, where, I'm not making excuses for him, and I'm not saying you are, but I'm not. No, making but excuses I think that him. like it's, it's suspending he's throw, him. He's throwing his career away. That's what he's doing right in front of our eyes. He's throwing his career away, and he needs to stop before it gets out of control. One way or the other, either by the league or out in real life. Yeah, so That's we, we say that, but I'm saying what are the steps that are going to be taken in place? Because we say that, but then what are the steps that are going to be to remedy the situation? Because we can all say, hey, man, you're being stupid. But or is anyone actually reaching out to him? You suspend him for the for the summer. He's not getting paid over the summer. He I don't think that maybe he was go, he wasn't going to like voluntarily participate in summer league. Well, I'm saying suspending him. It's a hollow action because it's the summer and he's not getting paid. The Memphis Grizzlies, you say that and I say, oh, that's just a PR move because mm. what's really happening. I think a PR move for him. And I'm just, I mean, the Grizzlies franchise. No, I know, but I think a PR move was more for him. When he went and sat down with Jalen Rose, that mm-hmm. was a PR move. And when he went to, I'm going to go get help for three days, that was a PR move. The, what he's doing is throwing his career away, and someone has to tell him, like, you're about to throw your career away. What decision do you want? He's already lost $40 million. $40 million he lost because he didn't make the first team all pro or whatever that case. He, that's $40 million that I'm sure he probably wished he had got. Yeah, he might wish that he had it, but what if John Moran's the type of guy that says, I've made more money than I've ever thought about in my life, that that $40 million isn't okay. different from that well, I'll, whatever then, then let's, Okay, then contract. let's say this. Then put the, all the money aside. You know what happens when you go running around waving guns that you don't plan on using? Bad things happen. Somebody who does plan on using them is going to use them, and that's what's going to that could be the downfall to his his career as well. Not necessarily even on the court, in the streets with real life. Mm-hmm. When he's pretending to be, he ain't really about that life. The people that are about that life and have guns don't run around waving their guns, right? You know what I mean? Like the people that actually are about that life. I am not one of them. <laughs> Let me put it out there first and foremost. Those people that are about that life, they don't go around 
flashing their guns on social media because they're trying to be cool, right? You know what I'm saying? No, like, I understand. So it's so much angles. knucklehead to it. In this so that's sense. what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying when you said tricky, I'm like, don't please don't make excuses. Yeah, for I'm not trying to be funny. Not, I'm not, not trying to be funny at all. But well, for that's, me, that's normal because yeah. normally your character is you start making excuses <laughs> for your guy because it's your team. Well, yeah, the fandom inside me. I wish that he could get his act clean, cleaned right. up. I mean, JJ Reddick, he was on ESPN. Was like the first time that when you see something like this. Well, what laws did he break? Is did he? You know, is he actually in trouble? And for me, put all of that aside because I don't think that John Morant is the guy that, you know, being a small-town Southern guy myself, I feel like, you know, I always make the joke with, with my friends where it's just like, I could be the cool dude at Amazon, you know, where it's just like, oh, you, like, work on the radio. And people, you know, I'm sure people talk to you, like, oh, you work on the radio, it must be so cool. And I think that John Morant, he is who he is. I think he would still be doing this same stuff if he was just the guy that was making $20 an hour at Amazon. I don't think it's well, the money. That's, well, that's what, <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm saying. That's what he needs to get out of that mindset. Yes, but it's, it is one of those things. So I don't know who is that, that guy. I don't know who is the person that's going to be able to it connect to with him on daddy. that level. His daddy needs to be the first one. Hey, He's side bragging about him. Well, if his dad like, was that person, we wouldn't be in the situation. I don't well, think he is that person. That's why. That's what I said at the beginning. He needs to, you know, if he's going to brag about him and be courtside, then he needs to have the stones to say, hey, dude, you need to set it on down. You need to sit it on down and, and relax, and you're about to ruin your whole life. One way or the other, like I said, it might not even be with the league. The league might just suspend him here and suspend him there because he's highlight material. Someone in the streets is going to get him, and that's going to be the reality of it, and that's going to suck. That's going to suck for him, his family, everyone else involved. Like, reality is going to kick in. We see it all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, dude, somebody could be riding. He could be riding down the block, jamming to whatever song he's jamming to, Flashing the gun, this, that, and the other, and some dude who's really about that life thinking, oh, man, I don't know who this cat is. He might be trying to come after me. Then what are we talking about the next day? John Morant, shot in traffic, right? That's, that's what I'm talking about. I'm more concerned about that side of things than anything else because I know that there's people out there that they're, they're, <laughs> they got their hand on the trigger and they're, they're concerned. They're concerned about their real life. He, he's just having fun, and that fun is going to get him in trouble. That's what I'm talking about. So, yeah, that's. Uh, I'm glad we're on the same page. I thought, man, I thought you were trying to make an excuse for him. I was like, man, come on. We're going to have to bring Chapman back in here and let you go and do some VGK today. There is no, there is, I'm telling you, man, because there ain't no reason for that. So, with that being said, Trevor Lane, good conversation. Trevor Lane from LakersNation.com will join us at 4 to talk all things NBA playoffs. So, Ed Graney at 2.30, John McClain at 3, Mirren Fader from The Ringer at 3.30, and Trevor Lane at 4. Also got some sound from yesterday's Aces Media event, that uh, availability that we didn't get to on yesterday's show, and I want to make sure to do it. I think it's a really good story. Kirsten Bell, uh, Willie Ramirez, and myself had a chance to talk to her, and she had a good story about her father, who's actually been in prison for a very long time, has never been able to see her, her play in person. Only thing he's ever been able to do is see her play through the screen. So she's building her relationship with him, and I think it's an awesome story. So you hear that around 4.30. So there you go. That's the guest that we have coming up on the show today. Uh, excited about what we'll bring to the table. And, of course, excited about the topic that we got coming up right here in the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM is brought to you by Paul Law. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. So I talk a lot about what Jimmy G could do, what he could bring to the table. We spent a lot of time yesterday talking about turnovers and, you know, can Marcus Peters help the defense get the ball back to the offense? I want to know, Raider Nation, what are your thoughts on Devontae Adams, since this is going to be a good subject of the, of the show today. How much do you think Devontae Adams can help Jimmy G? And what I mean by that is if you go through what Jimmy G has done in his career and the players that he's worked with, Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver, and it's not even close, 
that he's ever had to throw the ball to. And I guess you could say it might be close if you consider like Debo Samuel one of the best wide receivers. I consider Debo Samuel one of the best just players in general because of what he brings to the table as a wide receiver and as a running back. He's just that kind of a, you know, he's a, he's a Swiss Army knife. So I, I put him in that category. I don't put him as a, as a top-tier just wide receiver. And again, I'm talking about wide receivers. I know Gronk is a Hall of Fame tight end. I know that George Kittle is a fantastic tight end. And who knows what the tight end play is going to look like with the Raiders. You know, I expect Michael Mayer to be good. Uh, O.J. Howard could contribute. You know, uh, Hooper, Austin Hooper can contribute. But wide receiver, when you're looking at wide receivers, Damon, Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver. And how I know this, 2014, Julian Edelman, Brandon LaFell, Danny, Danny Amendola, Josh Boyce. Those are the 2014 wide receivers that – that uh that Jimmy Garoppolo played with. 2015, Julian Edelman, uh, let's see, uh Keyshawn Martin, Danny Amendola, 2016, Julian Edelman, Chris Hogan, Danny Amendola, 2017, Pierre Garcon, uh Marquise Goodwin, 2018, Pierre Garcon, Marquise Goodwin. Kittle was uh the the tight end in 2018. Uh Garrett, let's see, who is that? Uh Grant Selleck uh was I can't even read my own writing. Garrett Selleck, excuse me, at 2017 with San Francisco. Uh, Gronk and Martellus Bennett, 2016, was a tight end. Gronk, 2015, 2014, Gronk. 2022, Brandon Ayuk, Kittle was a tight end. Debo Samuel. Those are some really good wide receivers right there. I'll give them that. Uh, let's see, 2019, Debo Samuel, Emmanuel Sanders. 2020, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, who else? I can't even read that. Ricky Jones, maybe. <laughs> 2021, Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. I'm t- I mean, that's that's the point, like, there's good players there. Don't get me wrong. And I think Brandon Nayuk and Debo Samuel are a nice one-two punch. But Devontae Adams is hands down the best wide receiver that he's ever going to have to throw the ball to. And if Michael Mayer could become a, a player in the red zone, all of a sudden you have a nice little, you know, you have a nice little combo right there with the wide receiver, the tight end. Oh, by the way, Jacoby Myers, Hunter Renfro, Trey Tucker. You know, it's funny. We talk about Hunter Renfro all the time. And, well, Trey Tucker's there, so Hunter Renfro's not going to be there. What if Trey Tucker took the spot of Philip Dorsett? What if he didn't take Hunter Renfro's spot? What if he what if he ended up being there for Philip Dorsett because Philip Dorsett is that deep threat? You know that he's got that speed. Well, what does Trey Tucker have? He's got speed. So what if he were to replace him and not Hunter Renfro? There's there's a world I believe that Hunter Renfro and Trey Tucker exist in the same team. Is there a world where Philip Dorsett makes this roster if both of those guys are on the field at the same time? Probably not. Uh, uh, I mean, there's, there's 11 wide receivers in the room right now. You, we all know that everyone's not going to make it, right? So you're looking at the room. Just some of the guys. You know, you got Philip Dorsett. You got Keelan Cole. They brought him back. DeAndre Carter. I thought that was a pretty sneaky pickup that they got from the Chargers. But everyone's not going to make the team, right? There's obviously other guys. Like I mentioned, there's 11 guys, uh, including, including Wilkerson, who they signed yesterday. But, you know, that's not a guy that's going to make the roster, right? So, uh, or, or you don't think he's going to make the roster. Maybe a practice squad. But, I mean, he's only got, what, four career catches. So, how much better can Devontae Adams make Jimmy G? Not how much better could Jimmy G make this offense go or how much is, is it going to uh, benefit him that he knows Josh McDaniel's system. How much, like reversal, how much could Devontae Adams help elevate Jimmy G? I think that that's a good question to be thrown out there. You saw what Devontae did last year. 15, over 1,500 yards, 14 touchdowns, 100 catches. It's a pretty damn good season, <laughs> right? It's a really damn good season. Can he get that kind of production? Can, can he help Jimmy G? Have that kind of production? What do you think? 702-365-9200-69187, keyword r and Let's go out to the phone lines. Who we got up first? Juan, the Smasher. Juan, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, dude? What's up, Q? What's going on? What up, Doc? Hey, I agree. I think Devontae Adams, 
he is going to elevate Jimmy G. He's going to give him that, you know, that 1,500 yards, those 10 touchdowns. So let's say this foot throws for like 2,400 yards without Adams. Just give him, give him Devontae. He's going he's gonna to elevate him. So he's going to take him to the All-Star, maybe to the, to the Pro Bowl because he took, he took car, you know. So he is going to elevate him. And then all these cats right here, you know, the backups, the tight end, like you said, Josh J. Jimmy G is in the right place, in the right system, and he's with the Raiders. I'm going to ride with this fool. I don't care what nobody says. Let's go Raiders. Let's go Lakers, too. Come on, happy birthday. There you go. There's Juan the Smasher. And yeah, that's the thing. I mean, we always talk, and I'm guilty of it myself. I always talk about Jimmy G and what he could do. What's he going to do in the offense? Of course, we talk about injuries, and I don't want to just harp on that, but it's just something that we always talk about. But then it made me think when I was reading that piece in The Ringer, I was like, wait a minute. What could Devontae Adams do for Jimmy G? How much better can Jimmy play with a wide receiver like Devontae? I mean, because he's so – he's great, right? I mean, he's, he's one of the best in the league if not the best wide receiver in the league, right? I mean, there's an argument that can be had for Devontae Adams being the best wide receiver in the league. So how much better can he make that quarterback, who's already a good quarterback? We know he's a good quarterback. He has a different style of play. He's not the same guy. He's not going to be chucking the ball down the field a lot, like Devontae had a lot of deep shots in 2022. He's not going to do that. But Devontae also, with Aaron Rodgers, how many times did he just take the quick shot and then, boom, get all the yards after the catch, right? I mean, so he's, he's been able to work – with quarterbacks that do the same thing. Not saying Aaron Rodgers didn't take any deep shots, but more times than not, he got the ball out of his hands just really quickly and got it to Devontae, and Devontae did his magic afterwards, yards after the catch. When it comes to Devontae elevating Jimmy G, yes, this is going to be an option at receiver that he's never had before. But for me, when it comes to Jimmy G and you look at the numbers and just his style of play, yes, Devontae is going to have his numbers because he's Devontae, but I don't know if there is that ceiling that you know Jimmy G can break through and reach something higher than what we've seen of him. Does that make sense? Like I don't know. Like Devonte, Devonte is going to get. Well, that's what I'm asking. Yeah. How much better? I don't. Can I don't think. Him? I don't think that he makes him that much better. Okay. Devonte is going to get his, but I don't think it makes Jimmy G that much better of a quarterback than what we've seen already. Okay. All right. Fair enough. That'll work. So Devon, Devon doesn't think that that uh, that Devonte Adams is going to make Jimmy G much better. He's going to basically. He's just going to still be Jimmy G or the guy that he's been the majority of his career. Yeah, if we rank him, if he's a top 15 quarterback, maybe. I just think that weapons matter, man. I do. You know, I think that if me and you go out there and play and someone else goes out there and plays and is a lot better than us, then I think that, you know, that just makes, that's going to help that person be better. You know what I mean? Like, Yes, he's got, he's, got a supreme, he's got a supreme weapon here with Devontae. Mm-hmm. But in San Francisco, he had just a plethora of weapons that were all great to me. So I don't think, I don't, you know, you give him that A-plus wide receiver as opposed to an A tight end, a B, a B receiver hybrid, you know, good running back, good fullback. Okay. Where I just, you know, it, it all, it's going to even out to me. Okay. That's fair. That's fair enough. That's why we asked the question. 702-365-9200. Who we got up next? Oh, we don't have. All right. That's what's up. 69187, keyword R&R. Let us know. I think that Devontae Adams makes Jimmy G or is going to help Jimmy G. Be actually, I think, a lot better as long as, obviously, he can stay on the field and stay healthy. Just think the weapons around him are more and better than what he's had to work with, even though the weapons that he had in San Francisco the last couple seasons were really good. But we know he didn't play with them very much last season at all, so he didn't really get too much of the Christian McCaffrey time. He didn't get, really get a whole lot of that, you know, but he has had plenty of, you know, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk time. So how much better do you think Devontae Adams could make Jimmy G in 2023 if all stays the same and he stays healthy? 69187, keyword r This is Rare Nation Radio 920. we got Ed Graney coming up next. 
That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. I can't get into anything right now. And this is the new password I just made up uh, last week. I haven't had no trouble since then. And now I can't get into the rundown. I can't get into my Gmail. I can't get into anything at this point. This is not good. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Sound like Ed Graney having some Ed Graney type issues right there. You know, Damon, I don't know if you are aware of this, but Ed has to let his uh, family members, I believe his daughter uh, is the one who comes up with all the passwords in the house, so he has to check with her on that. But uh, Ed Graney joins us now on the phone lines from the RJ. And Ed, is that correct? Your daughter does all your passwords? She tries, yeah, and if it's not working, she's the one who uh, gets very upset, and I, I get about 50 emails of the Amazon is not working, but uh, this morning, um, I was telling Tyler, you never know how much you need it until you lose it, right? And it's like, you, it's your whole life. Gmail's your whole life. It has your, how to get into the system, how to get into your email, and if you're sitting there and it keeps saying, uh, not able to sign in, it just, you you just get so frustrated. Um, and it was weird because it was the same password like 40 times and the 40, 41st time it worked. Really? All right. So well, there you I go. No <laughs> I have no clue what happened. I haven't had to re, re put it in. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm waiting with, uh, with a bated breath here that, uh, the next time it'll go. Yeah, we got to come up. We got to come up with another system, man, on how to get into stuff that's not really password related. That's just a little yes. bit different, right? Because yes. I'm telling you, man, some things that we have, even here at the station, we have. Oh, well, you have to change your password every like month or every two months. Yes. And I'm like, come on, I can't even remember yeah. the first one, let alone the fifth I one. <laughs> I know, and, you, and then you can't use one that you've used five times previously. It right. just becomes a disaster. So, thankfully, I got in this morning. I was a. Uh, trying to get into our rundown and seeing actually, uh, you know, all the stuff we were talking about. But uh, the email is the big part. You know, if you can't get into your email, it's, uh, oh, it's a disaster. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about that. Again, Ed Grady from the RJ and, of course, ESPN Las Vegas, our sister station, is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. And I know one of the things you were talking about on the press box with Tyler this morning and you guys are going to continue to talk about is something that you've been very uh, busy covering, and that's the Vegas Golden Knights. And you've been going to Edmonton and coming back, and now they punch their ticket to the conference finals, and they're going up against their old coach and uh, Pete DeBoer in Dallas. So. How big a storyline is that? Like, I'm not a big super hockey guy, but I understand that the significance of this. How big is this series going to be for VGK? I mean, and we lost him. <laughs> and we lost him. So not only does he not have his passwords, but we also lost him on the phone line. So there's that. So that's what I get for uh, trying to figure out exactly what Ed's been coming. We got him back. All right, we got Ed back. We'll see you again. Uh, you there? Yeah, you there? I can hear you now. Okay. Um, I think it's a big storyline. I think sometimes coaches get too much, um, you know, too much publicity and talked about. But in this sense, I mean, Pete was really good with the Golden Knights. Um Took him to conference finals. Um, you know, they missed the playoffs last year, but they had like a thousand injuries, and they still decided to move on from him. And now for him to go to Dallas and take that team all the way to the conference finals to play the Golden Knights, um, I think it's really, really interesting. I mean, I think he's going to want to win really badly. Um, and I said this morning, it doesn't mean, you know, whether you agree or not, and I disagreed with the firing. I've written it. I've said it uh, a lot that I don't think they should have fired him. 
But that doesn't mean Bruce Cassidy hasn't done a wonderful job and is a really good coach for the Knights. I mean, you can have both, you know, situations. One doesn't have to equal the other. Right. Um, but for the first, I think a coaching storyline is a big deal. I don't usually think that. I usually think the coaches should kind of stay in the background and should be all about the players. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, it's a big deal around here, and, and the fans, the Golden Knight fans here in Vegas are, are super excited about the upcoming series. Now, I did want to get into some Raiders talk with you, and I know that you haven't spent a ton of time covering the Raiders because you've been covering VGK, but I threw a question out there earlier today about Devontae Adams. He put out, or he, he had a really good piece out on The Ringer about him right now, and uh, we're going to talk to that author a little bit later, but how much better do you think Devontae Adams could help Jimmy G be just because he's that that superior of a wide receiver? Um, I think he's going to help him a ton. Uh, I, I heard about what he said on the ringer, and uh, I thought those were fascinating comments about Aaron Rodgers. And, uh, you know, Devontae's a confident guy. There's no question about that, as he should be when you're, you know, arguably the best receiver in football. Um, so I think he's going to help Jimmy G a lot. Um, he, I think he'd help any quarterback a lot. So I, and I would imagine Jimmy G agrees with that. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I heard about the ringer comments, and I thought those were interesting. But if Jimmy G, you know, is looking for that safety blanket, is Jimmy, if Jimmy G is looking for that kind of alpha guy in the room, I mean, I think Devontae like, fits the bill in all forms. I agree. I was looking at the wide receivers he's played with since going back to, you know, 2014 with the Patriots. And, I mean, none of them stack up even close to, to Devontae Adams. And I know that they had some good, talented guys in San Francisco, but I still wouldn't put him above Devontae Adams. I just think that he brings another element to the table. And, of course, we always have to talk about injuries when we talked about Jimmy G. But if that guy stays healthy, knows the offense, and he has a guy like Devontae Adams, it feels like he could be in for a really big year as opposed to what he's even done throughout the course of his career. Yeah, I think so. You know, and, and you know, I don't think there. I think there's other good weapons also besides them. I mean, you have mm-hmm. to have other good weapons, or you know, people are just going to take a guy out of the system uh, when they defend him. But I do think they have other good weapons. Um, I, I don't think the problem is going to be Jimmy G. I think he's going to be just fine um, if he stays healthy. He made mm-hmm. the best point there. If he stays healthy, um, I am still, you know, going to kind of look when they start OTAs, when they start uh, mini camp. Uh, then you and I will be out there. I'm going to still probably my eyes are probably going to still go towards defensively um, and see, you know, what they're doing out there defensively. Who's, you know, who, who looks like they're lining up at starting a corner, um, who's in the secondary, you know, things like that. Because I, I think Jimmy G, if he stays healthy, is, is going to be just fine. Again, Ed Grady is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Necessary Roughness. DeMond's got one for you. Speaking of that secondary, obviously you're not sold on the Duker for those who listen to the press <laughs> box this morning. But the Raiders, they did bring in Marcus Peters. How on board would you be for that signing to improve the Raiders' uh, backfield there? Well, given he played 13 games after the ACL, I'd be on board with giving it a hard, long look. If he was just coming off that um, – you know, you kind of be a little nervous, but PFF had him as a top 50 corner. Um, I I take a long look at him. You know, and the Duker, uh, what can you say about the Duker? Um, I can't say much about him because, as Tyler and I said this morning, we don't know much about him. We looked up his uh, resume, not to, not to uh, bash on the Duker, but I just don't know much about him. But I do know Marcus Peters, and um, I think by his PFF grades and other, other, you know, what we've seen in the past from him, I, I would take a good long look at him if he's healthy. And you put him through, you know, the medicals and the knees okay. I 
I thought that was a good guy to bring in. Um, I don't know where they stand on it. Maybe you guys have reported it, but I thought it was a good guy to at least bring in and take a good long look at. You know, I, I said, and I made the point yesterday on the show, Ed, that with Peters, he's a guy that you know can create turnovers, and that's the one area that the Raiders just have to improve. They have to find yes. a way to take the ball away. As long as it's a you know reasonable contract, like it's nothing that breaks the bank, I think that it would make sense. And, again, health has to be the number one. Like the physical has to check out, no doubt about it. Yeah, I, I'm with you on all points. I think he that's the one thing that they've just really, really struggled at is creating turnovers. And in the NFL, if you can't create turnovers and you can't get people off the field, you're going to have a long day. And as we've seen with this defense, there have been a lot of long days. So if you have a guy at, at a very important position that they need help at who can help do that and you think he's healthy, um, and I would imagine at this point, Q, with the date it is, that it would be a reasonable contract. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't imagine he's out there demanding, you know, this huge deal. Now, maybe I'm wrong about that, but it is, you know, it is the middle of May. Um, so if there was a ton of uh, ton of competition with big deals, I think we would have heard that. So if you could get him on a good deal, like you said, um, I, I would I take a strong look at him. I don't I don't know what you guys think. We were going over in the press box today. Um, I'm not so sure. I mean, Nate Hobbs, yes, but who who starts in the secondary right now if there's a game today? Um, I can't, you know, I, I can't say for sure. Maybe you have some thoughts, but we were wondering about that in terms of who would start and if they brought Marcus Peters in. I think if he's healthy, he'd start. Yeah, I agree. I think that a guy like Brandon Faison has an opportunity to mm-hmm. start. Uh, I'm with you with Nate Hobbs. I'm interested to see if they put Nate back in the slot or they put him outside, right? I think that's going right. to determine a lot where he plays because in, playing on the outside I thought was going to be good, but, Ed, you know he was injured a lot in 2022. Yeah, he was. Um, that'll, be good. that'll be a good point also, like where do they put him? I, I, I don't know about you, but I liked him in the slot. Um, uh, and like you said, he, he had some bumps and bruises and got hurt. So Nate Hobbs, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching Nate Hobbs in, in, in this year um, and seeing what he has to bring and seeing that, you know, if he stays healthy and how much – because there was a time there – when he's healthy, I mean, you're like, hey, man, that guy's that guy's got a chance to be really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so if he's that guy, you know, I would think that you know they'd be happy with him, and he he definitely be one of the guys they're leaning on. Ed, this is our first time talking to you since the schedule has been released. Now we already knew who the opponents were going to be, but now that we see the dates, as the Raiders said, we got the dates, and we know the opponents that they're going to be playing. Is there any surprises or any stretches of the uh, schedule that you're looking at and say, "Hey, maybe the Raiders could pick up a win streak here, or they might be in trouble here"? Oh boy, you're testing me with the schedule. I was on BGK <laughs> last week when it was released. Um, <laughs> My uh, man, they're, they're they're on the work, they're on the road the first two weeks. Yep. Um, you know, I, I saw a few people, maybe you guys could tell me what you think, that thought the middle of the schedule softened, um, and there was a chance for some uh, uh, some wins there. I think, you know, I didn't look at it and automatically say I thought they were a playoff team. I know I know that when I looked at it. Um, I thought there were, you know, what's it, the ten, Q, the 10th toughest schedule, something like that? Yeah, it's like the so, third. It's like the third toughest schedule the they third? have, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought it was like 10. So if it's the third um, – you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of tough games in there. So um, the bye week's 13. I think I thought that was I thought that was interesting. Um, that's pretty late for a bye week. You you probably maybe not with the Raiders because I do think they're going to be if they are still in it at that point. Um, you know, they're probably fighting for a wild card spot. So maybe in the 13th, it could help them if they need to get rest for the kind of the last push. Um, but that's a late bye week as usual in terms of uh, uh, being in the 13th. I think usually their bye weeks, if I'm not mistaken, around 9 or 10. 
Yeah, and last year it was what five? I mean, it was after week five after that early? Kansas City. Yeah, after that Kansas City loss. So remember in uh, uh, in Kansas City when Devontae and Hunter Renfro ran into each other. Uh, then they oh, went. That's right. Then they that's went right. into the bye right after that. You know, the thing about it, Ed, they start. You know, the first four games, three out of four are on the road. My personal feelings is that they've got to find a way to come out two and two. If they do, they're they're in a good position. But if they start out like one and three or zero oh and four, that's such a tough hole to climb yourself out of. It really is. Um, it's Denver, Buffalo, uh, Pittsburgh, and then what? The Chargers. Um, I don't want to lie to you. I think it might okay. be the Chargers. I'm not sure. I can't remember. Okay. So you know, not not an easy way to go. Denver will be fascinating with the, with um, Sean Payton and how what he does with Russell Wilson. I think that'll be fascinating. Buffalo. If you tell me you're going to Buffalo in September, I think it's a lot better than going another time of year. Um, so I thought they got fortunate there. You're not going to be in. I mean, you shouldn't be. I mean, with Buffalo, you never know. Uh, but you're not going to be in blizzards or blizzard type uh, atmosphere. Come home to Pittsburgh, and if they do go to the Chargers, you're right. I mean, two and two would be a good escape out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, boy, if you're if you're over on that, it's just it's, it's so hard in the NFL. It's so hard yep. climbing out of huge holes. So if you go two and two there, you know you're kind of off and running a little, and you know you you probably feeling if you go two and two with three on the road, you're probably feeling pretty good about yourself. It's something I want to ask you about. That's taking it back to the ice with the VGK Golden Knights. Aiden Hill, is he going to be the goalie, the starting goalie for the rest of the playoffs? Is LaRon Berswant, is there any chance for him to come back? No, I, I don't. They haven't announced the timetable, uh, DeMond, but when you saw his injury and how he couldn't get off the ice in hockey, that's usually that's usually a significant injury. I think Aiden Hill's the guy. I think he's the guy moving forward um, with Jonathan Quick as the backup, and this is the way they'll go. And, you know, Aiden, uh, in coming in for LaRont in that, in that series, did an incredible job the last game. Uh, you know, 39, she started off shaky, gave up sh- goals in the first two shots, and then had 39 straight saves. So I think if you're a Golden Knights fan, Aiden's your guy at this point, and we'll see. Um, Jake Ottinger, the uh, uh, the goalie for Dallas, um, is one of the best in the league, so Aiden's going to have to be on top of his game this next series. Ed, we'll close out with this. I uh, wanted to ask you real quick. I know you've been on VGK Watch. We're peppering you with Raider questions, but I did want to ask you about Coach Kevin Kruger and the fact that he's able yeah. to land DJ Thomas, keeps him home. Uh, his dad obviously played for Coach Tarkania. We did a big thing on him yesterday with Sam. Uh, what are your thoughts on getting that big-time recruit to stay home and go to UNLV? I just think that that's enormous for Kevin uh, to land him. Um, and I think, you know, I think the odds are he reclassifies, and I think they probably told him you're the quarterback from day one. Um, you're the you're you're the leader. You're going to be our point guard, and you know we're going forward. I thought, I thought that was a huge get for Kevin and the program. That you know you need kids like that. You know when you're kind of going into your third year. Um, you know you've won 18 or 19, but you really haven't sniffed the NCAA tournament yet. Uh, you're especially when you're bringing in a lot of transfers and one year guys. You need a solid, solid kid to lead that program and that team, and uh, they got him. So. Uh, be very interested for next year. Be very surprised if they're not competitive in the Mountain West near the top next year, which they need to be. Um, and I just thought it was great for the program. When you can get a kid like that, um, nothing but good things to say about that. That was a huge get. He beat big-time schools on that, um, and that kid could have gone anywhere. So, yeah, that was a great, great um, uh, sign or get by Kevin. Yeah, I feel the same way, and it can only be good for recruiting as well. I mean, he stays oh, yeah. he stays home, then other recruits are going to want to come play with him as well and say, hey, there are something, uh, some good things going on in, in Vegas yes. at UNLV. So recruiting works like that, so that's a big-time yeah. get for Coach Kevin Kruger. Well, Ed, thanks so much. What are you working on that we should be on the lookout, my man? Uh, it's all VGK at this point, buddy. <laughs> start with the Dallas series on uh, Friday night, and uh, 
Sunday, and then it's uh, and then it's off to Dallas. There you go. Well, hey, look, you're you're uh, you're very familiar with Baylor, so you can uh, after you're in Dallas, you yeah. can get on on the 35 and on head on down to Waco and check out Baylor while you're at it. Well, the sun's in Fort Worth now, so at least this time I don't have to go as far. Oh, there you go. Even better. <laughs> That's, yeah. That'll work. Well, Ed, fantastic stuff, man. Thanks so much. We appreciate you. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. All right, there he goes. Ed Graney right there from our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas, and, of course, the Las Vegas Review-Journal. He's on VGK Watch. He'll be headed out to Dallas when uh, the series goes out to the DF dub. So that'll be fun, and, and uh, it's a good time here in Vegas with VGK playing at the level that they're playing and now going up against their old coach that is now coaching the Dallas Stars. That all gets started on Friday. 2.47 is the time. When we come back, we'll get to your calls and texts. I threw out the question to you. How much better do you believe Devontae Adams could help Jimmy G be this upcoming season, if all stays the way it is with the weapons that are around him and Jimmy G stays healthy as can be. Again, 247 is the time, 69187, keyword R&R. It's the do text line. This is Ray Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Coming up at 3 o'clock, we have John McClain, gallerysports.com. We'll go all around the NFL. We'll kick off with Peacock. Talk about the streaming service and what the NFL is doing and where they're trending. And if there's a possibility, could NFL games be on pay-per-view at some point? It's a question that we'll ask John McClain coming up at the top of the hour. He joins us each and every Tuesday. Just had a good conversation with Ed Graney. Talked a little Raiders. Talked a little UNLV. uh, Talked a little VGK as they're getting ready to make a run starting on Friday against the Dallas Stars. But we want to hear from you. 702-365-9200. Also, our WBroke.com text sign. 69187, keyword R&R. Want to know how much you believe Devontae Adams could help Jimmy G. A lot of times we talk about how successful could Jimmy G be? You know, how much is he going to help because, or how much is it going to help that he knows Josh McDaniel's offense? Well, how much better can Devontae Adams make Jimmy G? We had Ed Graney on in the last segment. He believes, like I believe, that he can make him a lot better. DeMond doesn't think he can make him better. So that's fine. That's, that's good. We want to hear from you what your thoughts are. 69187, keyword R&R. I uh, got a text here from 805 Raider. Jimmy has to throw the ball downfield, but that's not his forte. And what DA is saying in the article is that Josh McDaniels might not want that anyway. And he's referring to the article by Mirren Fader on The Ringer. We'll be talking to her about that article at 3.30. I think a lot of misconceptions are coming out of that article. But I don't want to cloud your judgment on it. I want her to speak on the conversation that she had with Devontae Adams and clear up any kind of like I said, misconceptions that could be out there uh, around the article. And look, last season, Devontae Adams caught a lot of deep balls. Throughout the course of his career, he hasn't been necessarily a deep ball guy, right? And you're right when it comes to Jimmy G. He's not a guy that's going to throw the ball down the field a lot. When he throws the ball down the field, a lot of times he's very inaccurate, right? I was sitting in Miami in the Super Bowl against the the Kansas City Chiefs where he clearly overthrew Emmanuel Sanders, had a touchdown, a walk-in touchdown. He missed him. That's not his forte, as 805 Raiders said. But that doesn't mean that he can't get him the ball quickly and let Devontae Adams do his thing as he's done throughout the course of his career. He's done a lot of that, right? Derek Carr threw the ball down the field and threw for the big chunk plays. Going into last season, none of us thought that that was going to be what Devontae Adams was going to hang his hat on all season was being the deep ball threat. We all thought that that was going to be somebody else. It ended up because he runs his routes so well that he found himself wide open deep all the time. So I just think that he can help bring a little bit element of that to, to the table and also do what he does best 
And the good thing for Jimmy G is he knows that his guy is going to be doing what he's supposed to do and be where he needs to be. And that, I think, is the biggest key to good quarterback play in the NFL. Yeah, going back to the deep ball point that you made, though, I do think that Devontae Adams may be the most consistent deep ball receiver that Jimmy G is ever going to have. Yeah. So maybe that does where you say, yeah, he missed Emmanuel Sanders. But maybe it'll be more of that connection, that symmetry that only receiver and quarterback can have that we know nothing about. But he'll have he'll be more comfortable throwing it up there with Devontae down the field. Do you think they play in, in preseason at all? Maybe, I, maybe the first, <laughs> right? maybe like the first drive, but I can't see them because like, you think question, about it. That's a question. I mean, that's a legit question I have. That's not really a you know call in and, and chime in on yeah. it. I just, I just wonder. Like, do you think that they play a little bit in preseason because I think that they need to try to do the best they can to get on the same page. And how do you get on the same page except for playing in game? I, w- I would want them to. If you tell me the first drive where those, let's say, if it's eight plays. Those eight plays, you can't be you can't be in bubble wrap too much because as everybody likes to go back to last season, oh, it's because they didn't play together in the preseason. Right. So at least give them a couple of plays, you know, get out there and test that field against some real live competition. I don't care if it's just one slant route that Devontae runs. It's just Jimmy, just throw it to him. Let's just see what happens. I mean, like just lock in. Get on a him. little bit of burn. Right? Yeah. Again, I mean, look, the Josh Jacobs got a little bit of burn in the Hall of Fame game, and everyone started talking about that. And he's uh, off the team. You know, I mean, you know, yeah, exactly. But I think that it's okay, right? I mean, you don't want to go out there and just you know wear him out. And hey, Devontae, I want you doing this, and Jimmy, I want you to play three, four quarters. Nah, I'm not saying all that, but it, it feels like that they should get a little bit of burn coming up in preseason. But we'll see. I mean, it's not even training camp yet, so we will see. John McClain, gallerysports.com. He'll kick off hour number two of the show. It's Radio Nation Radio 920.